Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Once again, uh, it's time to have your problem solved and be mildly judged by Barbara Scully and Declan Buckley. And so you think you're an adult. Good afternoon to you both. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. Here is your first question for 10 points. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to the answers on this one. Uh, I am 38 and have just had our fourth child and feel that the family is complete and definitely don't want any more kids. I feel like my body has been through so much producing uh, his four kids that it's time for him to do something slightly uncomfortable instead of me taking the pill, uh, which doesn't suit me, until I reach menopause. Here are some of the things that I have had to do. Four pregnancies with a hyperemesis, uh, which is severe morning sickness. I was seven stone on the last pregnancy because I couldn't even hold down water until I was 26 weeks pregnant. I've had blood transfusions, four labours with no epidurals, breastfed all of them for a year plus, which also meant no night feeds for daddy. I've had cracked nipples, mastitis and was hospitalised with it. I got it so bad. Hemorrhoids. I pee my my pants regularly. Now it looks like I'm going to have to have surgery to have my stomach muscles stitched back together because I have a condition called diastesis recti, uh, causing severe back pain. I've asked him to get the snip and he refuses. I really can't get my head around him not being willing to get a 30-minute procedure done. I want to know how your panel feel about it. I'm right in feeling totally pissed off at his selfishness. Lots of my friend's boyfriends refusing point blank too. Barbara. <laughs> Do you despair? <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, you know, I, I hear this woman um, and, you know, I mean, as a woman, our biology is messy and, and it's very often very painful. And it certainly sounds like this woman has had plenty and enough to deal with in her pregnancies and in the aftermath of those pregnancies. So I want to say that first. Um, but I think actually there might be two issues here. So uh, let's let's go to the kind of more obvious one first. The fact that her husband is uh, refusing to get a vasectomy. And I kind of don't blame her being a bit fed up about that. Um, but I am curious, as per usual, as to whether she's asked him why. What mm. is the problem about get him getting a vasectomy? Uh, my husband had it done and no problem whatsoever. He was fine after it. Um, and I mean, as a contraceptive, it's fairly bulletproof. It's 99% effective. Um, so, but having done a little bit of cursory research online, and as I say, I'm not a man. So uh, uh, going online and having a, a quick look around, I think, and I mean, it's hard to believe in this day and age that this could still be the case. But perhaps there are still men that have ideas about a vasectomy that just aren't true. Um, So, for example, worrying that they're not going to be able to orgasm and and that's not true. Worrying that they're not. I I don't know how much detail I'm going to hear, actually, just looking at it and thinking about the time of day. But, um, okay, this is what you were waiting for. The kids are all back to school, so, you know. Oh, okay, we're good. Okay, so I'm going to say, uh, okay, so they worry that they won't ejaculate, but they will. There just won't be sperm in in, in the fluid. Mm. Um, So, I think it's important that she sits down and has a conversation with them to make sure that he's not kind of going forward under these uh, misapprehensions. And, and if that's informing his thing, of course, there's the other big elephant in the room, which men feel emasculated perhaps by it and, you know, feel they're not going to be a, a proper guy anymore or whatever. And, and I mean, you know, again, if, if that is the case, she needs to talk to him about that because clearly that isn't the case. Uh, but the other issue that I think is is buried in this letter a little bit 
is that I get the feeling, and I could be wrong, but I get the feeling that perhaps he hasn't, or she feels that he hasn't fully appreciated all the things that she has experienced during pregnancy and childbirth, from her severe morning sickness to the current issue with her back problem. Uh, she certainly didn't have an easy time of it. And I get the feeling from the letter that perhaps he hasn't really acknowledged this, which is throwing into a much sharper relief the fact that he won't get, as she said, the 30 minute procedure, which, you know, would sort out their, their contraceptive issues. Um, so, you know, I think and I, I know we always say this, but you need to have a she needs to have a conversation with her husband. Um, and I think that you need to talk about why he is reluctant and then you need to. If you do feel that he's not really ever given you the support or the credit, or I don't know what the word is to use around the issues that, that, that you have experienced, you need to talk about that too. And I actually have a feeling that perhaps if that is difficult and if they don't get anywhere with that, that a little bit of counselling might help because birth, even a so-called normal, reasonably straightforward pregnancy and, and birth, it leaves a mark on all women. Do you know what I mean? And mm. each birth is different. And with hers, it does seem that she's had quite a lot to deal with. Um, and perhaps there's an element of counselling that could help both her and then both the two of them in going forward. Um, you know, so I think this is I think this is a reasonably serious issue that they need to address in their relationship for sure. Uh, Declan, he's just scared and he won't say it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th th there could actually be that. It, it could even be just a, a really low-key, just shame of not wanting to go to see, you know, the sex doctor. Because as Barbara mentioned, that women are just a lot more in touch with their bodies because they have to be. Whereas guys can actually kind of navigate the world without having to face a lot of these things front on. Um, I do, I do I also think, though, that there is a certain kind of a... A weird equivalence that um, the, 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 the woman who wrote in has made, that she's kind of listed all of these things that she's done and therefore then automatically that they just wash away any concerns that he could have about, as she very kind of cursorily puts it, a 30-minute procedure. I mean, m many people, rightly so, because if there's a risk, there's a risk. They're right to take it. Uh, you know, seriously, nobody has the right to force anybody into any kind of a surgical procedure, whether or not, you know, they think it's the right thing for them. So um, but getting back to what Barbara's talking about, I think, yeah, it's all down to the fact that when men and women are in these relationships together and they're talking about family planning, regardless of what the biological part that each person is going to play, genuine partners are going to want to to make sure that they kind of shoulder some of that um the, 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 the psychological or the emotional burden involved around that. And that seems to be kind of slightly missing in here. She needs to recognise that he's probably taken on the, the thoughts of the incredible Theresa Mannion and he doesn't want to take unnecessary journeys. He doesn't want to take <laughs> you know, unnecessary risks and he doesn't want to sleep, swim in the sea. Um, and she's obviously feeling that she's not really kind of being respected for her womanly journey as well. They need to talk about it, as Barbara said. Mm. Well, I mean, and you, and you can understand her annoyance, but it sh surely it should be mutual responsibility for family planning and he's taking zero responsibility for anything. That's I a think really that's important cultural. point. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, sorry, no, Barbara. I think, I, I'm sorry, yeah, go, go on, Barbara. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a really important point. It shouldn't be up to the woman to decide what, uh, you know, or to take on board the responsibility of contraception in a relationship. It absolutely shouldn't. Um, and I mean, you know, I do think that 
you know, like Declan referring to her womanly journey or whatever he, he referred to <laughs> out my head nearly fell off. Um, you know, like, as I said, all of this stuff around pregnancy and childbirth for some women can be really, really physically different or difficult. Um, and I do think that there is an element that she feels that was never recognized properly by him. And it's only now that that like the, the vasectomy issue is like the straw that broke the camel's back, if you if you like, mm. and that she's saying he never really gave me the credit for what I went through. He really doesn't. And men don't understand like they definitely don't. Men have sex and then they get to hold your hand and mop your brow. And that that's it. Um, <laughs> what women go through is a whole different barrel of fish altogether. And I think that 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 he fell down, perhaps in supporting her on that, which is why now they've reached this almost stalemate situation over the vasectomy. Um, and if they can start to communicate properly and if she can start to express and he'll never understand it fully. Absolutely. He will never understand it fully. But if she at least got the opportunity to explain to him just how hard it's been for her uh, and how it continues to be hard. Like back pain is awful. Peeing in your pants is not cool or mm. easy either. And these are real issues. Um, and it seems like I feel from the letter, and she hasn't said this, that he is not recognizing that. And really the ask of him is relatively small. That he goes and get a vasectomy. It's not really a very big deal, except in his head. Yeah. It's it's odd though men. I like in my experience of you know, uh, um, I've met quite a few men who've had some very weird notions about vasectomy that you know makes them less of a man. And uh, I remember somebody asked me that because I'd had the snip, and then uh, somebody asked me like, "Do women know? Can they just tell?" <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, my, like, my, like, oh my God, there's no sperm on this one. Run away. Uh, and it's, it's really odd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, th I also do think, though, that, that, that it is a broader kind of a cultural thing about the way that we, we talk about women's bodies and the biological body. Because, Barbara, you know, you were saying it. I'm sorry if womanly journey was a very, was a euphemism too far, but obviously, like, <laughs> I haven't been on that particular journey myself, so I'm not able to describe it. And and I think that's part of the problem is that men have been allowed to kind of a, the male privilege of just being allowed to kind of, you know, do whatever they need to do in order to make the reproduction thing happen and then walk away. Women are left literally carrying the baby. And it's this scenario of, of that whole thing not being kind of discussed as a physiological thing, as opposed to just this kind of you're a man, you're a woman, and that's just what we do. Um, I was amused when I was just looking on the, the internet about the Swedish corporate, uh, uh, the Swedish um, trials for contraception injections for men that was cancelled because even though it worked, uh, the side effects were considered to be too much. And the side effects were that men were getting acne and there were mood swings involved. And I just thought that if that's a threshold, if that's a threshold, it just says a lot about how we can't handle like Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, it's still though. It's like it's it's a fairly quick. No, I mean it is for. It's a procedure where you sit in what's you know pretty much the same as a dentist chair uh, and take but with your trousers off. And a man, usually it's a man, is sitting between your legs for half an hour, which when you're a straight guy is an odd experience. It must be. Said. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I've been there. <laughs> and 
And when you're a woman, you will have done that loads of times. Absolutely. And also yeah. still be a man sitting there perkling around in your nethers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let me read out a few comments on this. His child, says the texter. Ah, come on. You both made a conscious decision to have kids. Sure, the woman bears the heavier load on that, uh, but you both went into it with your eyes open. You're not alleviated of responsibility just because it's been hard on you, uh, says one texter. Well, I think she's angry. That's why she's... Uh, she used that phrase. Uh, Mairead says, I hear what this woman is saying, but some people just don't want to go under the knife unless it's absolutely necessary, which is fair enough, really. Well, I suppose, what's the definition of absolutely necessary? Uh, would you ever F off? It's not natural. Women's lib gone mad. Not a chance anyone should be chopping their balls off. What a joke. Oh, God. Well, there you go. the anti-vaxxers. With, with respect, you don't know what a vasectomy involves. It's not that. Uh, Patrick says, to me, it sounds like she wants him to suffer because she suffered having all the children. Children. Anyway, I'd never get a vasectomy out of the question, uh, says Patrick, because the world needs your sperm, Patrick. Who knows? We might run out of Patrick's <laughs> sperm uh, at some point. Uh, we've just had number four. We're both 37 and our country is absolutely uh, and our family is absolutely complete. Also not straightforward. I found my husband Googling vasectomies at 4 a.m. as the lace and was roaring. Also feel I've been through enough physically without putting hormones into my body now, such as a contraceptive pill or the coil. I would be happy. Uh, Joe says, if not the snip, uh, a Monty Python solution cut off as ghoulies. Uh, well, that would be a bit uh, uh, Fra- Fra- extreme. Uh, Francis uh, in Galway, uh, male Francis says, uh, the phrase her choice comes to mind. What about his choice? Uh, hey, my ex asked me to get the snip a few times. Now we are separated. And I've met a younger girl. Glad I didn't do as asked, uh, says Mark. Uh, another text that says, the word barber is looking for a sacrifice. That woman has sacrificed her body and her health and he isn't doing the same, uh, which devalues her as a woman and as a person in their relationship, suggests his health is more important. Uh, Barry says, uh, it's a, a little cute that the hobby refuses point blank to get the snip. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, oh. Jack and Mullingar says, four kids, is he mad? I only have two. Only for my wife wanting another child, I would offer to cut the whole lot off now, uh, just to be on the <laughs> safe side uh, Alex uh, Alex importantly says uh, vasectomy best decision ever uh, another texter says a period of good old abstinence will sort that selfish bollocks out six months minimum I'm I'm yeah. guessing that's from a man uh, because of course yeah. women women don't like sex at all and yes. wouldn't miss it yeah. uh, uh, my mate got the snip done complete nightmare he reckons his mojo was seriously affected uh, and his wife left him then uh, uh, says another texter. So uh, there you go. Jesus. Lots of dina- disaster uh, <laughs> scenarios there. Because that's definitely connected. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all those things. Yeah. Why. And and then his dog died, and uh, it was a, you know his <laughs> life was essentially a country and western side. Over. Uh, now, <laughs> over the last year and working from home as a family, we've got into our routines. Mine would be of an evening to sit in the sitting room with a book and a glass of wine and get lost. The kids largely take care of themselves as they're fifteen and eighteen. My husband. Husband has built a little man cave in our converted attic and plays video games and watches sports uh, and all that way up there. All that was fine, but in the last four months or so, I felt we've all become so disconnected from one another. I am as much to blame in this. We just got into our routines, but it means we don't talk as much. Sex has vanished and we just live together. I've been trying to make an effort to get closer to my husband again and I've tried to join him in his man cave, but he pretty much dismisses me and says he'll be down later, which he never is. And I end up going to bed. We're completely lost our spark. I've tried to make moves in the bedroom, but he shows no interest. Maybe this is all 
call COVID fatigue, but it worries me. We haven't spoken about this and maybe he doesn't see the issues I do. What should I do to get us back to where we were before the pandemic? I miss our evening chats, our cuddles. It's all gone. It's like we're different people. And I'd say, Declan, they're, they're not alone in this by a long chalk. No, I mean, I, I, the, the bit that just jumped out of me was the bit about, you know, I want things to go back to the way they were before. And part of my kind of existential angst over the last months has been, will it ever be the way it was before? <laughs> and, or have we been changed, changed utterly? Um, now, the, the thing about this is that um, obviously it's a very difficult time for everybody and we're all awash with our own various strategies for dealing with, with the weirdness of, of, of lockdown and, and whether that's fear for our health health or whether it's fear for um, just our, our mental health because of the way that the lockdown has kind of made our lives smaller and and more in on top of us if you're you know you're living with your family and that that's been intense um, I wonder though whether whether this scenario here whether whether this woman is is reading what's happening entirely in a kind of um, in, in a clear way, like it might actually be that what's going on with her, with her husband is nothing to do with, with their relationship. It might just be this general kind of um, COVID dread or anxiety that, that you're feeling. The problem is, though, is that when people try to deal with um, stress or, or anxieties, people have different ways of handling it. And I, I don't necessarily go with the whole gender thing that men do things one way and women do things another way. But there are stereotypes and, and they, they kind of do sometimes. <laughs> I mean, that like men do tend to kind of with, with, with a draw to kind of, kind of regroup their, their thoughts and kind of lick their wounds and, and process what's happening. Whereas women do have a tendency to want to talk, to talk things out, regardless of, of whether that's a gender thing or not. There's a dynamic there that, that, that can happen in couples where if one person goes away, the other, the other person kind of follows them with the and this and this and this and the other person doesn't get the chance to kind of to just just to, to be for a moment. Now, I don't know how long this has been going on with them. And if it's a long, long period of time, then there may be something like more serious going on. But perhaps with this woman that she might like to, um, to, to, to approach it with a slightly different way than her normal approach to handling uh, the solutions. I mean, I don't know. She said that we haven't really talked about it, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, I don't know whether that means they haven't been talking about anything at all or whether they haven't been talking about, you know, in that kind of way about our relationship because sometimes when you're feeling a bit low the last thing you want to do is to talk about the mechanics of your relationship you want to talk about something else you want to do something fun you want to get out of your headspace so maybe that's the approach that she needs to take is to actually say right I'm not going to focus on my sense of what's going on wrong with the relationship and having to chat about that I'm going to try to get him out of his man cave by doing something that he actually might want to come out of his man cave for. And that it doesn't sound like he has the energy for like, a, you know, whatever she's trying to tr- turn him on with in the evening time. So maybe it's something else. Maybe it's just making him go for a walk because it's good for them. And that's also a good time to have these talks is when you're not like staring each other down, when you're kind of mm-hmm. walking side by side. Um, but apart from that, I mean, I think that, that, that like lockdown, the only real thing we can do at the moment, and he's kind of in a bit of a lockdown, is to just be patient and just like ride, try to ride it out and see what happens over time. Yeah, uh, a lot I of think people. They're t- not writing this out at yeah. all. I think they're that's not. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. uh, lots of people uh, texting in already. Barbara saying, "Oh, he's not looking. At, he's not playing games up in his man cave. He's uh, ham shanty would be one uh, phrase that was used in the text." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't want to go there. The kids are in school. But assuming he's not doing that, that he is just yeah. kind of you know he he's drudging his way through no more than the rest of us are. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that I actually largely agree with what Declan has said. Um, and I think that, you know, in some ways, what they have all done in this household is eminently sensible. It's a kind of a coping strategy. They've all found their own way of escaping the kind of reality of where we are. She with her book and her glass of wine, the kids are off doing their own thing. And he's upstairs in the attic doing whatever it is that he's doing. And in lots of ways, I think we've all adopted either consciously or subconsciously survival mm-hmm. strategies, some of which we're aware of and some of which we're not aware of in order just to get us through. And I mean, I know we've said it before and I'm saying it again. I think all of us are living under a kind of a, a low grade stress all the time, all the time, which sucks our energy out. Um, so there's that. There's also the fact that when you're living, I mean, there's four of us in this house as well. And when you're together all day, every day, more or less, uh, you do run out of things to talk about as well. You really do run out of things to talk about. And mm. if you're all together all the time, you really start pissing each other off as well. So they're lucky in one sense that they have the space within their home to be able to be all separate. And so what they've done up till now has been probably eminently sensible. I hear what this woman is saying, that she's worried that they're actually now drifting apart. And I think that that is a real fear. But where I totally agree with Declan is I don't think sitting down to have a chat about their relationship at the moment was is a particularly good idea. Um, and I agree with what Declan said about trying to find a, something that they could do together. That's not a kind of a, de, a, you know, an overt kind of, oh, darling, let's do this together because it'll be better for our relationship and we can have a chat. But just as Declan said, do you want to go for a walk? Let's go and get some exercise. Let's go and get some fresh air. And one of the things I will that I've learned about walking or biking is to keep varying it. Don't keep doing the same thing every time you go for a walk because that'll do your head in as well. Uh, to, so vary it a little bit. The evenings are nicer now, you know, go out somewhere for a walk, and grab an ice cream or a coffee or whatever. Um, and that definitely does help. Uh, the other thing which we have found, my, my husband never watched very much TV until all of this happened. Um, and now we, we have made our way through so many series over the last year together, which again just gives us something else to talk about. Like at the moment, we're absolutely devouring Line of Duty, which is on the RT player, and it's great. So even something like that, where you know he'd come down from his man cave, she'd put down her book, and they'd both get stuck into whatever series or, or whatever they want to watch. Um, so it's 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 about finding things that they could just do together so that that connection isn't completely lost. Um, and I think then it's a question, I think it was Declan or you said, to, to just having a little bit of patience and waiting. We're starting, hopefully, please God, fingers, toes, everything crossed to move out of this and back into whatever is we're going back into when all this is over. Um, so I, I would think just to hold on, but try and do things together, which will make it a little bit easier. I will just reignite some kind of connection between them yeah and just you know uh check his browser history if he's got a computer up there as well (laughs) no 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 you don't need to know that (laughs) no don't that'll wreck your head completely don't do that absolutely don't do that never do that uh aiden says there's no quick fix on this they need to be a little more ambitious and creative about what they do with their time boredom and depression definitely affect the libido variety is the spice of life and all that it's a long road uh but they can get back there all is not lost uh well no certainly not but I think everyone's a little bit depressed. And if you're a little bit depressed, Mm. you're just not that horny. Yeah, that's That's very true. Yeah. I'm going to have that put on my headstone. Barbara Deccan, (laughs) thank you both very much. Uh, (laughs) A joy as always. Uh, You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.